Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. This is Oilers Now. The NHL draft takes place tomorrow. Unfortunately, uh, the biggest story out of the draft today is the passing of former Edmonton Oilers defenseman Brian Marchment, aged 53, uh, who passed away in Montreal at the draft. We are going to head off to our River Cree Resort and Casino hotline, joined by our NHL insider John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, Legacy Heating and Cooling. And John, obviously Brian Marchment was a uh, uh, a throwback player even for the uh, in the 1990s when he was in here with Edmonton uh, sad news on that front well let's face it Bob now it's throwing a pall over the whole draft scenario when somebody who uh, I guess you would describe as a hockey lifer a guy who was yeah. a great player and, and truly became a great scout and had great skills uh, in the front office of the San Jose Sharks uh, passes away today uh, suddenly, so it's uh, it's one of those ones where life goes on. But I certainly hope the NHL takes pause tomorrow and pays tribute to Brian Marchman. I think that's a given, and it always uh, it, you know it, it puts other people in a position where they reflect and realize uh, you know hey, uh, it's fragile at times. All right, the calm before and, and, and by the way, Bob, don't forget don't forget proud hockey parent too. Yes. You know, play, his son, uh, play, Mason, yes, John. Go, just, go ahead, Bob. I thought we lost you. So go ahead, John. I'm not going to interrupt. Go for it. No, I just, you know, in the last few times I've seen Brian uh, in and around arenas or at events, uh, uh, the discussion was it was more about uh, Mason than it was about uh, what he was doing for the Sharks, how the team was doing, what was going to happen there. It was more of proud hockey parent, and and so and, and and let's face it, Mason was coming into his own, uh, whether it was in Florida or wherever he ends up. Quite frankly, if they can't afford to keep him, so uh, it it truly is a sad day. Yeah, uh, I can uh, tell you that Brad Holland was a individual who tipped me off and, and Mason Marchman said, Bob, this guy is on the precipice of pop, uh, popping. We talked when Josh Archibald went on um, LTIR at the start of the season, and at that time, you know, he had the myocarditis. We weren't sure if he was going to be able to play. Uh, so 
someone said, well, let's do a little extra size here, stop, and see if you can come up with names of players that make $1.5 million or less that could potentially come in. And, you know, if you moved Archibald over to LTIR, could have been a potential fit for the Oilers. And, you know, I initially talked about Lawson Kraus, not the 20-goal score Lawson Kraus from this year, but the guy who had four goals last year for Arizona. And we went from Lawson Kraus, and we talked about Bastion uh, before he went away on waivers with Seattle. And Mason Marchman, along with Nick Paul, were a couple of the other guys we talked about out east. So, and, and now it's my belief, ironically enough, Nick Paul left Ottawa, got the seven-year deal in Tampa. I could see Mason Marchman actually ending up in Ottawa and getting paid in Ottawa big time. So, uh, you know, that's all part of the process. All right, John, we're going to switch focus here for a second. The Edmonton Oilers. We don't want to over-promise and under-deliver. However... Do you think Ken Holland has lots of balls in the air right now? I think he has a few. Uh, I think, you know, there's some that uh, what's happening in Montreal this week is a precursor to things that are going to happen officially on the 13th. Uh, Obviously, the Evander Kane saga is part of that. Um, But I I think when when you consider that uh, the agents, the managers are all in one city and there's going to be a demand for goaltending. There's going to be a, a list of free agents that are, are going to be available and that there's also some controllable contracts that teams are prepared to move in order to create their own flexibility that I do think Kenny has a lot on his plate. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's possible, John, for me, of the 19 players who faced Colorado in Game 4 of the Western Conference Final, we could see as few as, by my count, 12. That would be in the Oilers' opening day lineup come the middle of October, because uh, I think we're looking at uh, probably the middle of October, second week of October, for the start of the regular season. Is that too much yeah. change, or is that feasible, in your opinion? Well, I mean, it, that almost has to be... Uh uh, the perfect storm, Bob, for that to happen. Uh, it, you know, seven changes might be a lot, but le- but let's look at the difference uh, of the roster from the end of the season to the end of last season. Yeah. I think there was more than seven changes, weren't there? So I, I think I think it's possible, um, but you know, but you know, there you know, there's a place in the top six in the in that core to improve. There's certainly room uh, in the bottom six to improve. And then there's probably half of the defense uh, that is probably being reanalyzed. So seven is not a seven is not an outlandish number. Well, you know what? Why don't we just, since we brought it up, uh, let's, let's take a look. Uh, so Mike Smith started both years uh, in the last game against Winnipeg, last game against Colorado. Tyson Berry returned. Evan Bouchard did not play against Winnipeg, was in the lineup, obviously, all last year. Cody Cece was a new addition, so that's two new additions. Fogel, that's three. Holloway, four. Hyman, five. Duncan Keith, six. Brett Kulak, seven. Brad Malone, eight. Derek Ryan, nine. Nine, so from the time that they played Winnipeg and to close out the playoffs game four in 2021 till game four against Colorado 
nine new players to the lineup. And I'm saying I could yeah. I could foresee a scenario where the Oilers might only have 12 of the 19 uh, against Colorado yeah. at the start of the season. So uh, maybe it's yeah. not out of the realm of possibility. No, and, 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 let, and, let's, and let's be frank, too. There's a couple of guys that are in the organization uh, that are expected to uh, have a bigger role, like Stuart Skinner, expected to have a bigger role in this organization. Uh, and, and the question of who in Bakersfield, uh, like Holloway, and I'm going to call Holloway a Bakersfield guy, will Holloway have a bigger role uh, in this roster? And I know that you're a big supporter of that, but that makes a ton of sense. Well, and I've not seen the schedule yet. I don't know if you have. Uh, does it come out today or tomorrow, the NHL schedule? Uh, I was told it's not coming out. Of, well, I guess the middle of July. I guess it is the middle of July. I, I, I think it'll probably come out Thursday or Friday then. Okay, okay. So it comes out after the so draft. What they'll, do, what they'll do is they will announce everyone's home opener first on one day and then announce, announce the remainder of the regular season the next day. The Oilers have traditionally, John, had a high amount of October home dates. If that happens again this year, yeah. I, to me, that increases the probability that both Broberg and Holloway are here at the start of the year because yeah. it allows you to control the matchup. And I think, frankly, we all know the league gets better as the season goes on. That's why you see younger players. Like you look at Dylan Gunther, even though he's coming off a significant injury, there's a chance that he gets nine games in with the Arizona Coyotes because it's easier to play at the start of the year. And I wonder whether or not if you got a bunch of home dates and you can control matchups, that eases the transition for guys like Holloway and for Broberg out of the gate. Well, and, and let's face it, there's a ton of home dates for almost every Canadian team because the league can be rest assured that home dates in October and November uh, in Canada are close to sellouts, uh, where that not would not be the case uh, in a lot of American cities when you're still competing against college football, the NFL, and the NBA. No, that's a, a definite factor. How impactful do you think TNT and uh, how impactful do you think TNT and ESPN have been in the potential growth of the game just in the first year? Um, I, I think it's been a good foundational year, a good start. I, I, the, the, I was actually mentioning this to someone earlier today. Um, I thought they both had pretty good playoff runs when you consider how. Uh, how the playoffs went, just as the NHL had a really good playoff year. Uh, and a lot of the flaws that ESPN and TNT did have during the regular season were forgotten. So hopefully they will have learned enough from their mistakes in the regular season uh, and uh, will build on their successes in the playoffs and, and, uh, and, and you know, get into the NHL world on the 12th of October uh, with all guns ablaze, but uh, I think that there's a lot more understanding about how this league ticks now from senior management at both networks because nobody understands or understood how the NHL works versus the NBA and the NFL and Major League Baseball. So hopefully that's a that's a real positive. Certainly, in my mind, it was uh, what what both TNT and ESPN did. Oh, everything was pointed in the right direction. Yeah, and I wonder whether or not it'll impact things from a salary cap perspective and give a bump uh, and, and, and increase in the cap instead of by a million. I don't know how it can. I don't know how it can, Bob. Explain, the explain money, why not. The, the, well, well the, because the money and the revenue between those two contracts is set for seven years. 
they already know for the what what money's coming in from those two network packages uh, in in that period of time. Um, and, and you know, remember uh, as we as as Gary Bettman talked about during the Stanley Cup final, is that it's going to be a it's going to be a flat cap probably for the next two seasons until the end of 23-24. Right. At which point there's going to be huge growth, but then the players are going to have to make sure that their escrow levels are high in order to pay the owners back for giving them full salaries during the two COVID years. Yeah. So when you mean full salaries. Players got their full salaries in the, in the bubble. Right. Players got their full salaries, Bob. Yes. And the, and the and the owners got got no ticket sales. No. Zero. So, but but part of that deal was that they get a four-year extension. They look at going to the Olympics, and that at the end of the six-year extension, that the players will have paid back through escrow all of the monies that the owners paid out in the first two years. Yeah. Well, and I think that sometimes their perception is, "Woe is the poor poor owner," right? But the fact is, there's organizations that. Might have lost 100 to 125 million dollars over a two-year run. John. That's right. Uh, I, I think that's probably fair. And and now we're starting to see. And uh, quite frankly, Bob, I, I think that you know we saw 11 coaches change this year because there's pressure from ownership to win right now in order to regain their markets and to have bigger revenues, to bigger marketing, bigger TV contracts locally. I think that's the pressure. Uh, that uh, that is that has been created, and that's why the coaches really took it on the chin this year. John, were you surprised that Craig McTavish circled back to coaching? No, you know I, you know you, you sat with him on the desk. I sat with him on the desk, Bob. It, it, this is still Craig McTavish, hockey guy. Yeah. This is still Craig McTavish that loves the intricate nature of the game. Uh, you know, talk uh, before and after we would talk about his love of coaching, his love of managing, his love of organizing. Um, this just speaks to um, a, a basic need to remain in the game. I would tell you in many ways, Bob, I would tell you his love of the game put him on Sportsnet. Uh, and then he got that much closer to the game and realized how much he truly did love it and how much fun it was and how he needed to get back in the competitive part of the National Hockey League as opposed to analyzing it. So I, I think that that Sportsnet year for him was a stepping stone to get it, getting back to, to being one way or the other in the coaching world. Uh, and let's face it, he and, he and Craig Berube are buddies from their days in Philadelphia. Jim Montgomery goes to Boston. That's a pretty good phone call to be able to make to have someone you trust on the bench with you with the experience of Craig McTavish. Final question for John Shannon, our NHL insider for Legacy Heating and Cooling. And it's a question we've asked all day. John, would you be prepared to go five years, seven million plus for Evander Kane? Uh, I think that's too long, Bob. Yeah. I think that's too long. I've always, for some reason, and this is just me. I haven't talked to Kenny. I haven't talked to anybody in the organization about it. But to me, the the, the term for me with Kane uh, was always going to be no more than three years. Three years was the perfect carrot for him to stay focused on what he, just like he was all season long, focused on playing the game. 
And I don't think that's beyond the realm of asking him to do that. What's going to happen, though, as you know as well as I do, Bob, there will be one rogue manager that says, well, if I, can, I have lots of space, if I only have to give him up five, for five years and I can give him seven to seven and a half, I might as well do it because at the end of those five years, either we're winners or I'm out of a job. Right. 100%. It's going to be interesting, John. Thanks for your time. Okay, Bob. For Legacy Heating and Cooling, that is our NHL insider, John Shannon. It's 148 in Edmonton. We're going to come back with texts in this day in Oilers history. You're listening to Oilers now. We are going to do this day in Oilers history. It is presented by New West Travel. Coming off his second full season in the NHL back in the state in 2012, the Oilers signed goaltender Devin Dubnik to a two-year extension worth uh, $3.5 million AAV. He posted a 921 SVP the next year, but ended up being traded in January of 2015 to Nashville for Matt Hendricks. Um, Dubnik crashed out. Nashville and Montreal uh, resurfaced in Arizona, worked with the uh, goaltending whisperer by the name of Sean Burke. Sean Burke, by the way, is now with the Vegas Golden Knights. I know they hired Bruce Cassidy as head coach. The guy that might help him the most is Sean Burke. And uh, Dubnik got his career jump-started in Arizona, got moved to Minnesota, where he, for six years, was their number one goaltender. Now, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Bob, do you, what do you think of a deal with the New York Islanders that sends Paul Yarby and Barry there for Mayfield and Wallstrom? Uh, I'd have to think about that. I have to think about that. Uh, this text comes in saying, Bob, I would do 7.75 million times four years for Evander. Uh, it's his age that scares me for the fifth year. And again, the agent's going to look uh, to get the best possible deal he can. Bob, can you please upload the podcast today? Well, I don't have the technical brilliance to do that, but my guess is they'll get done after 2 o'clock today between Derek and uh, Brendan Escott and the gang. Uh, Stoney says, Bob, Tarasenko should be an Edmonton Oiler. Imagine what he'd do with Connor. How would they fit Tarasenko in? I do think Tarasenko could end up getting moved, Stoney. I think that's a distinct possibility. Might not be the only Russian out of St. Louis that ends up getting traded. We'll just wait and see uh, what happens. All right, here is what we got going on. Tomorrow... Two of our guests will be Kevin Weeks from the NHL Network and ESPN for our friends at Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication, and solar. Also for GCL Diesel, former teammate of Brian Marchman, who passed away today, Louis DeBrus. That's two of our guests tomorrow. We are working on a couple more guests. Tonight, Reed Wilkins will have clips from Ken Holland's availability. I don't know. might have already started. Uh, they're just about getting ready to roll with it. An Elks preview of Dave Campbell. I'll be joining Reed Wilkins on Inside Sports tonight at 7 p.m. as well. We are going to head off to a global news weather traffic update with Rhea LaHue. And then Angela Coquat will go from 2 to 3, followed by the 6.30 Chet Afternoons with guest host Jock Wilson. I'll be on with Reed tonight at 7. Oilers Now tomorrow at uh, 2. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chet.